Good evening, friends, and welcome to rightwingmedia.net radio. I love saying that. Um, I've got to be honest and admit, and I'm having a little bit of uh, white wine and orange juice, sort of a uh, cheesy mimosa. You have to admit when you've made a mistake in this industry, and I'm not talking the industry of, oh, what would you call it, um, conservative whatever, but in media in general. And last night, I made a mistake. I was not the strong enough host that I needed to be for the show. And I let down not only Romeo Hill and Grizzly B. Muncie, who are fabulous internet comedians. Grizzly has, um, what do you call it? A See, that's somebody calling in right now. Down-home humor. Um Romeo has blossomed amazingly in the last uh, couple of years. And I really did let them down because they could shine if they had a really good host last night. And they didn't. They had a mediocre host, namely me, who has uh, been suffering from, I got the vaccine for COVID booster. On, uh, I'm not, that's not even right. I got the COVID vaccine booster. There we go. That makes more sense on Monday. And it kind of gradually was creeping in, uh, on my days off from my day job. And, uh, Hey, it is what it is. Um, and, um, I just, I did have some beverage more than I had. Uh, I was doing some dip and so on. And so my objectivity perhaps was not where it needed to be. And I not only let down two comedians who would have been a welcome breath of fresh air if properly nurtured, but I let you guys down. And I'm really sorry. I don't know what to say besides it being unprofessional on my part by not being objective and not listening to my body and brain saying, hey, we're not going to cooperate because we don't feel like it. I should have listened. I didn't. You can't put a show on autopilot and expect it to fly. With that said, I will say that it's almost understandable because not only were they in shock, but I was in shock too when we have the mea culpas going on of the Biden administration regarding, oh, it's okay to say apocalypse. No, it isn't. Mr. President. Um, and in fact, when I was talking to Romeo before the show, hours before, uh, you know, I could feel the emotion hitting him when uh, he's in the Seattle area. That's one of the, you know, main locations, uh, second, uh, third uh, strike zones. And uh, I joked with him, well, Phoenix is up there before you. So, you know, I don't know what to say. Uh, I do know that. I want to go through some of the news that uh, we had and uh, explain it to you. Most of the big news is a bunch of things going on that people have not looked at. And you've got to look at these things. And this is not just a shameless plug for rightwingmedia.net. It is, but not entirely. Uh, I mean, for example, we came across an article where... NBC News was, and here's the title of it, Why U.S. Purchase of Radiation Sickness Drug End Plate is No Cause for Alarm. Are you going to tell me that 
buying up a drug that supposedly stops radiation sickness is no cause for alarm after you've just, as president, have said that there's an apocalypse that could be going on. I think there's cause for alarm. Uh, just like another story, and this was day before yesterday, I think it was Tim Pool. yeah, uh, U.S. government is expanding emergency fallout bunkers. They're expanding emergency fallout bunkers. For who? Well, Tim was suggesting the government. That makes sense. Uh, otherwise, would you have heard about it? Probably not. Um, some of the other things going on, a lot of people very critical even CNN, uh, Judge Jeannie and others are downplaying and uh, saying the president, when he said several days ago that it was going to be nuclear apocalypse, hey, this is a not. He didn't mean it. It wasn't a bad thing. Well, let's put it this way. For those of you living under a rock, President Biden said in a public gathering, it was a Democratic fundraiser. We have not faced the prospect of Armageddon since Kennedy and the Cuban Missile Crisis. He added, we've got a guy I know fairly well. He's not joking when he talks about potential use of tactical nuclear weapons. Of course, Biden was talking about his communist counterpart, Russian President Vladimir Putin. And while Biden's concerns at that, uh, again, this is kind of tacky, a Democratic fundraiser, were probably well meant in his mind and his worldview. In retrospect, the words and their public deliberately, and their public deliberty, their public delivery, same thing, dutifully reported by the tier one and tier two journalists in their respective outlets have not been taken entirely well by international strategists, and rightfully so. As it stands, President Vladimir Putin may be suffering from more than just continuing and increasingly embarrassing issues, battle defeats, and what also has been reported to be a potential life-threatening disease or two. Unconfirmed, but reported. Even if Putin's ill health is incorrect, and from a humanitarian standpoint, we hope it's incorrect. And, in fact, there's another reason why we hope Putin's ill health is, uh, the rumors are incorrect. We'll get to that in a moment. But he's also has other problems going on at the very least, like supposed perceptions that are swirling around about his estimations of war with Ukraine, which people are claiming are off base. President Biden may have just escalated, however, Putin's negative perceptions of reality, whether he's sick or just has his way of seeing the world. And that inadvertent escalation might empower in some perverse way, but Putin, I almost said Biden, Putin to consider taking the world in history to the next level. Just as Europe is in DEFCON 2, one, by the way, is war, we could have be just a few steps away from nuclear war in general in the 21st century. Think of it this way. Would any of us find it remotely beneficial to educate former U.S. President Donald Trump on how to properly declassify important international intelligence documents or how to best store any said documents hastily taken upon his departure from office accidentally we hope or maybe uh, how to best store any said documents uh, without getting in trouble most importantly and how to comply with uh, uh, 
the National Archives. No, it, it, probably not. I mean, as most of us in the U.S. know, former President Donald Trump has certain worldviews and international business procedures that are a bit out there and not likely to change. Trying to get the former president to acknowledge any of these points would probably be likewise relatively pointless. The same can be ironically said of the president of Russia. Whether it be saber-rattling or posturing, that does not play well, especially in Moscow. President Biden voiced the fears that most Americans, as well as many people around the world, find nerve-wrackingly obvious. Now, I, I don't mean to throw President uh, Biden under the proverbially figurative bus in the court of public opinion, but I do have to question the timing and efficacy of his words as spoken at this time. I'm just a journalist, but I ask anyone reading this uh, on rightwingmedia.net or hearing my voice now, send an email to President Joe Biden trying to explain this and asking him to allow his international strategic information analysts to do their jobs, do what they do best, thoughtfully assess the situation and manage according to their education, experience, and whatever inside knowledge they possess. Please consider deeply your writing to President Joe Biden at president at whitehouse.gov. That's president at whitehouse.gov and make your voice heard. While this may be time to condemn Putin for his seeming intent to blow up most of Europe and contaminate a lot of the world, perhaps the countries of NATO as well, the problem is these varying degrees of nuclear Armageddon, when articulated, create such self-fulfilling prophecies that are disastrous possibilities. And they're all quite likely counterproductive and could have deadly, very deadly consequences. And just please do consider that. That's President at Whitehouse.gov. Uh, here are some other things going on. And it shows exactly what's going on. Um, service members sound an alarm against extremely woke military. And this is interesting because the, uh, a lot of the military leaders uh, in the Fox News article were basically saying, hey, we're the military. We just uh, we're not political. We just do what the uh, leaders of the country say. That's correct. Or is it? Eh, not quite regrettably these uh, few years. Here's another one going on. Alex Jones has been ordered to pay nearly a billion dollars by a Connecticut jury in the Sandy Hook defamation case. Now, as I've got to be careful because I don't want to get sued. We don't want to get sued by Alex. And we do respect Alex Jones. But there comes a point as a journalist when it doesn't make any sense to harp and harp and harp about something that you don't have the complete details, but a very logical supposition about. And when no one else has corroborated your story, and there's that dimension of hurt, um, therein, I think, lies a big problem. I mean, it's, it's like the old, uh, the old joke about the uh, really callous journalist who um, said to the man who was going to jail for beating his wife, so, sir, tell me, how long have you been beating your wife? You know, you just don't entrap people like that, nor make accusations that when something horrific has happened, that it's all fake. It is conceivable. It could have been fake. But at this point, it wasn't. In fact, we, 
we've got a bunch of, I think, tragic loonies running around who have made these things happen. A lot of them, um, I think, have been liberal. Go figure is maybe being liberal or democratic triggers people to commit crime. Boy, that's a big allegation. I guess maybe Nancy Pelosi will probably uh, dislike that one. But hey, the video that was shown, and we've got a, I think we've got a link of that to, uh, at, uh, not yet, we're going to, oh, we do, uh, the January 6th committee. I could not believe her. I really could not. She was trying to, uh, back in January 6th, a year or two ago, uh, tell everyone, hey, we need help, etc. But doing so indir- just indirectly. And, you know, I, I'm wondering why she didn't reach out. Here's a good question that I have not heard any other media outlet ask. Why didn't she just ask the president? You know, um, that would be too logical. That would be way too logical. And, you know, that at this point is pretty much what's going on. I mean, I think the real Armageddon is not so much for America or NATO or even the Ukraine. I think the real Armageddon is actually for the Republicans and the Democrats. The Democrats, when people began analyzing what's been going on and how weak they were during January 6th, there's going to be more questions. Uh, President, former President Trump, has got a lot of questions he's going to have to answer to. He'll actually have to sit down for his deposition. Uh, And I hate to say it, but so be it. Uh, And I'd like to say that we don't have to throw away our Trump hats, MAGA hats, but we may have to. But uh, let's see about this nuclear war business first and see where the radioactive fallout settles. And again, I am wanting to thank my cohort in journalistic crime, Romeo Hill, and our comedy guest this week, Grizzly B. Muncie, for having been on our show. But then again, I am, again, still equally apologetic to both of them that um, I was not able to keep the show going in a positive and fair way. Uh, I know it's difficult. I really do know it's difficult. And it's like the old quote in Star Trek. I, I don't know how to tell you to survive, but I do want you to survive because the, what did, what did, uh, what did they say? The days and the years ahead are worth living for. I hope Paramount uh, doesn't get me for that uh, mangled quote, but uh, it's a good one. By the way, Paramount, if you do want that taken out, producers at uh, rightwingmedia.net will be glad to comply. But um, see, this is what we're all going through. And fine, I just got a jab on Monday and I'm a little grumpy and a little tired and a little out of it. But the rest of us are disappointed with a former leader who a lot of us trusted quite dearly to bring us out of the funk of over a decade of Democratic alleged leadership. And um, some of us are wanting to make, desperately wanting to make light of it because humor is the best medicine. But sometimes you gag on the spoon 
giving you that medicine, even if it, that is followed with a spoonful of sugar that makes the medicine go down. And with that said, I want to thank you for listening and being a part of this week's revised episode of rightwingmedia.net radio.